Solazar and welcome to Good Vibrations Radio Tools for Transformation. Now quantum physics tells us that we're all energy vibrating at different frequencies and in Good Vibrations Radio we bring you information that allows you to change the vibrational frequency of your life. We're your source for everyday alchemy so you can turn the lead in your life into gold. Good Vibrations Radio is made possible through the sponsorship of Magic for Life, the promoter-producer of the Rota Psychic Fair. And the Rota Psychic Fair has been a constant in Monterey County for the past 35 years. Our last fair was November 4th, 2019. Thanks to the COVID epidemic or pandemic, we've had to cancel our shows this year. But we're scheduled for April 17th, 2021 in the Monterey County Fairgrounds. So I encourage you to sign up on rotapsychicfair.com and goodvibrationsradio.com so you can be notified of the exciting events. For a variety of reasons, we've been off the air since September 2018. It's great to be back. Previous shows can be found by the visiting the podcast page of Good Vibrations Radio. The link is on the homepage of goodvibrationsradio.com website. Now, the Osho Zen Tarot card for 2020 is the Four of Rainbows, the Miser. The Four of Rainbows shows a woman who's created a fortress around herself. She's clinging to all the possessions she thinks are her treasures. By holding on to her treasures, they've become faded, tarnished, and ugly. And so has she. This year is all about not hiding behind your things, whether your things are emotional, physical, spiritual, or intellectual. This year is about revealing our true gifts, revealing our true self, being who we're meant to be. Now let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a speaker, performer, reader, healer, radio host, and author. And I've been a part of the metaphysical community all my life. My undergraduate and graduate degrees are in metaphysics. This show shares a variety of metaphysical subjects offered by those who have explored those areas in detail. A habit I've built up over the years is to start each show with a reading from Day by Day with James Allen. In 1903, James Allen published his essay, As a Man Thinketh. Allen chose the title from chapter 23, verse 7 of Proverbs, which says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It was described by Allen as a book that will help you help yourself. Allen wanted all of us to know that in our own thought world, we hold the key to every condition, good or bad, that enters into our life. Our present reality is a direct outcome of our past thoughts, actions, and intentions and beliefs. But the future is not predestined by our past. 
by working patiently and intelligently on our thoughts, intentions, and beliefs, we can remake our life and transform our circumstances. So in Day by Day with James Allen, his essay has been broken into a separate section for each day of the month. And for the 16th day of the month, the section is Master Your Fears. Doubt and fear are the great enemies of knowledge, and he who encourages them, who does not slay them, thwarts himself at every step. We are living today the life our thoughts have created, not fleeting thoughts, but our continual thoughts, our consistent approach to the circumstances life presents. Maybe it's lingering thoughts of regret. Maybe it's lingering thoughts of, I'm not worthy, I'm not able to do more or do something. But if those thoughts are being blanketed by our fear and our doubt, then those thoughts become the reality within which we live. So we're the only control in our life. We control it through our thoughts, and that is worth thinking about. Now, to help offset some of my worrying thoughts, I've shared many times that I have a series of prayers and affirmations that I use each day to help me focus on the positive. I do morning and evening series of forgiveness prayers. I do a gratitude affirmation. I do ho'oponopono. I do unconditional love affirmations. And I collect a positive thought from the Daily Word produced by the Unity School of Christianity. Now, the Daily Word for Sunday, August 16th says, I shine my light and feel protected. Feelings of fear that creep into my life may conjure childhood memories of scary nighttime images and noises. Know that you're no longer that child. Know that those childish fears have gone away. Know that you don't have to embrace them and continue them forward. Know that now is the time for each of us to learn to step through our fears and transform ourselves. And that's going to be some of what Heather and I will talk further about in the show, which leads me into our guest today. I have a special guest. I'm really grateful that she's here. She's Heather Green. Now, she's a former nurse with a background in psychology and counseling, and she followed her spiritual path for many, many years when she was drawn from past lifetimes and current dream, time dreams to explore her natural gifts. Heather's a channel. She's an intuitive guide. She's a healer for humans, animals, and nature. And she's also the author of For the Love of Horses, her journey of discovery and healing, a healing that was not just personal, it extended to the horses with whom she communicated. Now, we're going to catch Heather in process of the conversation. During the live recording, some of it did not get recorded, thanks to me. Now, I introduced a part of this segment that Heather and I are talking about and she's responding to by talking about that just on August 13th, Mars squared Pluto. And Mars squaring Pluto is pretty, pretty big. Pluto's in Capricorn, Mars is in Aries, and this is an intense period. It's the beginning of a five-month period that we'll all, all are going to have to deal with. Mars is our personal will, and Pluto is the universal will. Aries is the individual, so Mars is in Aries, and Capricorn is the institution. Pluto is in Capricorn. 
So this is all about all of us being fed up with what's going on in the world, and it's building up a frustration and hopelessness, but it's starting to reflect in attention in our interactions and reactions with others. So I mentioned that this is one of the triggering events we're going through, and then right on the heels of that on the 15th, Uranus went retrograde. Now we also have Jupiter retrograde, which is going on right now. And we also have a Saturn retrograde that's going on right now. So the retrogrades are internal energies that come inside. They, they take the external energy of the planetary influence and they make it go inside for us to reconsider, for us to think. And Uranus going retrograde, Uranus is the awakener. So when it goes into this retrograde process, it's forcing us to deal with changes that are needing inside of us, or at least it's encouraging us to do it. I shouldn't say force, because we may not do it. But if we want to move forward with our life, that energy is important for us to deal with and to face. And it's also important to recognize that with Jupiter being retrograde, Jupiter is actually asking us to re-examine where's the rut in our life? What are the routines? What are the periods, the standards that we've been going through, that we've been living as if they are our life? And Jupiter is now asking us to reconsider and re-examine those. The other thing coming up, of course, on the 24th of August is Mars squaring Saturn. And Mars, of course, is, you know, if if Mars squaring Pluto is explosive, Mars squaring Saturn is implosive because it's just going to, it's not less intense, but we have no choice but to deal with whatever it brings up. We have to clean our own mess. If the house is still a mess, we're going to have to clean it. It's not an option. It's not something we can put off. Some of these others, we can push them away as if they don't exist, but not this one. So Heather and I spoke how this month of August, which is a month of self-love, it's represented by the eight, which is prosperity and abundance through self-love. We spoke about how this month is really directing us, guiding us and encouraging us to resolve those issues we've been hanging on to, the things we haven't dealt to. So we mask it through routines. We we say, I'm taking care of my health because I just do this for breakfast every day. And it's the same thing, but it's not healthy. We say, I'm taking care of my health because I go walk once a week. And we know that's not enough and it's not healthy. But we put these routines in place because we say that's how we're accommodating what we can. This is saying, start looking at what's important to you emotionally, intellectually, physically, and spiritually. You cannot grow without dealing with your spiritual and your emotions. You can be in the best shape of your life and still not grow because spiritually you're stagnant or emotionally you're frozen. It's time for us to look at all of those areas of our life and go forward. Heather and I also spoke about before I managed to start the recording, how COVID is really a gift. The COVID-19 pandemic is a gift because it's bringing us forward and making us look at for us. I presented that I really believe the most important truth that we can have as a human is connection more than anything else. Heather was sharing how it's important during this time for all of us to come to the truth of what's true for us. 
COVID's the gift because it causes us to re-examine what's going on in our life and our life around us. And how do we establish and create connections? How do we continue connections with people? Which connections are important? Which connections fall away? All of this was part of the discussion that's a lead-in to where we're going to connect with what Heather is discussing. I apologize for the failure to record, but I hope you'll have enough to catch up to Heather with where she is so you can get the benefit of her wisdom, her knowledge, and her spiritual guidance. Let's join Heather in process. And it doesn't mean that we're going to suppress any um, heavier energies or emotions that may come up. If we have anger, if we have sadness or um, fear, that we're going to let ourselves feel that and um, acknowledge it. It needs to be seen. It's wanting to be seen and, and embraced. And then in that moment of embracing it, then we can also shift our focus back into, well, how do we want to feel right now? What does it feel like to be at peace? What does it feel to be calm? No matter what emotions might be coming up in the world or in our own lives, no matter what might be showing up in our own lives in this, in this moment, how can we feel at peace? How can we feel calm? How can we feel joy and still have that unconditional love, the love that we hold inside ourselves? And the more we focus on those energies and they get bigger and we create more of that in our own lives. So that is true. We're really recognizing the power that we truly have, that everything else that shows up in our personal lives or in the world is really a reflection of the vibrational frequencies we hold within. More and more people are starting to get that. <laughs> so when you mentioned in the email exchange about the energies affecting you, was that not, not affecting oh, you? You just talked yes. about the energies. Yes. But was that a combination of working with clients as well as what you yourself were experiencing that you were seeing certain impacts that were going out through people? Yeah, that's a good question. There's a, a, a few different layers to that. One thing is the energies out there are very intense. When I say out there, I mean the cosmic energies, the downloads, the light codes that we're receiving from the center of the galaxy that are helping us in our transformation. We have that happening. We have our sun in transformation. We also have the earth doing her transformation. So there's frequency shifts in the earth. There's magnetic shifts. All of that affects us because we're very connected, obviously, to the earth, the sun, this planet, and what what comes onto the planet. And so these, these light energies that we're receiving, the downloads are purifying us on a body, mind, and spirit level. And when that happens, all that old energy, all that heavy stuff, that discordant energy, karma, you, you name it, comes to the surface to be released. It's mm. not comfortable, you know, and even on a physical level, and this is how it's been affecting me most, mostly is physically you might wake up in the morning and feel like a truck hit you in the night. Like, oh my gosh, can I get my butt out of bed? You know, because your body just got wrung out like a rag in the middle of the night, <laughs> integrating all these energies. And that's part of the purification. So, you know, getting time for extra rest. So when I said the, the energies are hitting me big in, your e in my email exchange to you, I was like, I was really feeling that integration of the light and mm -hmm. how I really needed to rest. I needed to slow down. I was moving a lot slower in my day than I normally mm -hmm. move. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding I need to drink more water. That's also helping with the integration of this light for our, especially for our bodies. Mm -hmm. um, so that's part of what's happening when I say, you know, the energy's being big, 
and also affecting emotional too. You know, like, like I said earlier, I've been letting go of things that I didn't know I was going to be able to let go of. So there's emotional, mental components, karmic, karmic Mm -hmm. issues being cleared really rapidly. So I know I'm going through that. I know other people are as well. And, you know, and the other part about the big energies was also, you know, the lion's gate, which was such a magical time, this really strong, magical support coming in to help all of us give that extra boost and kind of like an extra nourishment to go through this process. You know what I mean? For those who don't know about Lionsgate, would you be willing to just explain a little bit of that? Yeah, sure. I can give kind of my, my take on it. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a gateway. Um, From my perspective, it starts around the 26th of July and goes to August 12th. So we just finished August 8th is the activation day. That's the highlight of it. Um, the portal day, major opening. So it's when we align with the planet Sirius, the Sirius star system, and we're receiving support from that star system to help us during this time on earth. And of course, you know, along with this gate opening every year, we have many stargate portals opening in our earth consciousness right now that are allowing us to access other star systems in our galaxy that are bringing and and, um, I want to say transmitting um, these beautiful energies, enlightening energies that help us in our transformation. So it's not just this Stargate system. We're, we're actually being assisted by many. And I think that also um, emphasized this particular Lionsgate portal during this time because we have so many portals opening <laughs> with the earth and her transformation. But yes, it's kind of a, a gateway of being able to receive from that particular star system and use it to empower ourselves and often for manifestation it helps a lot with manifestation this year i think it was more about transformation and really letting go feeling the truth gaining clarity and being really ready to step into that next phase in your journey or your chapter um you know, many people had, and I know I had some magical experiences. I posted on Facebook, uh, saw these beautiful rose petals in my favorite meditation spot. They just, they were just there on eight, eight. And I I heard from others that had these magical encounters on that day of eight, eight, uh, telling them, you know, new beginnings are here. This is really happening, you know, really giving us that validation that we're on the right track and that we're headed into this new phase and that can really help give us the inspiration and extra energy boost to get through this time, which on one level can feel very heavy and we have to take extra care of our bodies and we can't hide behind things from the past. We have to face them and deal with them accordingly, either let go or do whatever we need to do. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty amazing gateway. You know, you reminded me of something which is going to sound a little off to the side, but a story that Wayne Dyer used to tell all the time was how just about everybody loves the smell of fresh baked bread. Mm. In order to make the bread, you have to grow the wheat. And in order to grow the wheat, you have to cover the field with manure. Mm-hmm. And you put all of this manure on the field for the wheat to grow so that you can cut it down and bake the bread. Right. And so he said that when manure comes into our lives, it's just an opportunity for us to grow. Now we know <laughs> we're going to grow so we can bake our bread. And when you were talking about the lion's gate and, the, and what it's shifting or cre- helping to give us an opportunity to shift, I was thinking that really this time that we're going through is a time of manure. 
And if people want to stay in the manure, they're going to stay there. They're actually yes. going to stay there. They're never going to grow out of it. But I think all of us should look at the fact that all of this coming is, as you said, an opportunity for us to grow, to move to another level is an off-used phrase, but I just mean for us to grow in another level in our own self-growth, our own advancement, our That's own right. ability to understand and be, and to be more of the person that we came here to be. So mm -hmm. this is our opportunity. And why? Because there's manure on the field. Yes. <laughs> it's in our face, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And most people can't hide behind anything anymore. Yeah. Uh, mo many people are feeling you can't repress things. You can't suppress things. So that's, I mean, that's great because like you said, you can't heal or change unless you know what it is. So, right. yeah. You have to have an awareness of it, even if you're not healing it. And that's the interesting thing about these retrograde periods also. We've had several, but right now we have what, Jupiter, uh, Pluto, Uranus, somebody else is retrograde at this moment. I think that might be it, but but I think mm -hmm. Chiron is still retrograde. No, Chiron came out of retrograde. Mm -hmm. but this is really the time, again, retrograde is our internal time for us to examine ourselves with mm -hmm. the energy of each of those planets. So with Jupiter, how do we want to expand? How do we want to grow? How do we want to be? How do we want to become? With Uranus, what do we need to awaken up to? What do we need to become aware of? What do we need to shift? that's become a routine and we felt safe in that routine. And Pluto, it's just about rebirthing completely. It's just about complete transformation. Tear yeah. the walls down and stop being afraid, going back to the fear quote from the beginning. Don't right. be afraid of being who you're here to be. Step out there, even if it's small steps. Right. You have to run the marathon of who you are, but you need to at least step out the door. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's going to take us in through the end of this year. I mean, this year is going to be completely about transformation, continuing to see these blocks, these hidden shadows, both personally and collectively letting go. Although I think August, the rest of August is going to be definitely a month of letting go. Mm -hmm. um, people are going to be able to let go quicker than they ever have. So we can ride the waves of those energies that are supportive to help us let go. Um, so it's a kind of a power month. I feel that lion's gate energy, that fire really can help us, all of us make some major progress this month. And then we're going to see more of the manifestations that come along with that in the fall. That's what I'm feeling, you know, like changes in our lives that right. reflect that. Right. Well, the one challenge with the Jupiter retrograde also is that we're not able sometimes to move forward on things. So as it moves out of its retrograde in early September, that'll support also what you said, which suddenly it'll be like the doors have been closed and now the doors are open. We can see outside. We can take a step in changing and moving forward. Absolutely. The, the other thing you mentioned about August, I know I've shared this with you before, is that August numerologically, not only is it an eight in position, but it's an eight numerologically based on the letters in the word August. And eight is all about self-love. It's about success through self-love, which means knowing really what's important to you, not what we think is important to you, but what's right. important in here and finding a way to connect with that. Because coming out of this month of August, as you're expressing, we want to be able to move forward into that passion center of ourselves in some level, in some way. Again, facing a fear, but moving through the fear, because that's the only way. 
people who have courage are not not afraid. They they just don't let the fear stop them. Exactly. That's the difference. Yeah. We we need to have our courage this year. Yes. Well, that's definitely a, it's definitely a year for building courage and strength, being able to face things we wouldn't have faced before. And clarity. I say clarity is one of the biggest things this year. I mean, that's the whole meaning of 2020, the perfect vision. So really being able to see the truth, which can set you free. Of course, the truth is always setting us free. And so between the courage and strength to see the truth, to take right action, if there is action, but a lot of the energy of this time is about non-action, actually. It's more about being. It's mm-hmm. that feminine energy of sitting, being, mm-hmm. being present, meditating, using the imagination and creative um, mm-hmm. abilities to allow, you know, that alchemical process yeah. that makes, you know, that then leads to the next step. So there's also a lot of trust and faith, I think, that's coming in during this time for people. And I'm not sure how that would show up astrology, astrologically, but I do feel that, um, that sense of... Um, just knowing the truth, holding your truth. And if there is an action you need to take, taking it, but also mainly being in a receptive open state and allowing. And then with that comes the trust and faith or however you align with that. Um, The knowing that we are moving into that next phase, no matter how it may appear. And we're in this, we're in such a nonlinear time now with these higher 5d energies that our our experience of time is very different. So what we think may take months or years to happen can change very suddenly and somehow show up in days or weeks even. So to let go of that um, attachment to time and how a particular outcome may show up and really allow it to unfold before us, that's that's really the kind of the magic of this time we are in and, and really recognizing that it is 5D. And if we can go with the flow, that's really riding these waves of trust and just say, okay, surrender, I'm allowing, I'm just going with this and knowing that it will take us where we need to be. So, Something you mentioned too, because you mentioned about the idea of truth in the start yes. of that whole thing. And I'd like to share that, that truth is not an absolute, but it's an absolute for each person. In other words, my truth is my truth. It's not mm-hmm. your truth. It's not the global truth. It's my truth. Mm -hmm. And the interesting part to me about the retrogrades are also asking us to examine what we've held as our truth. Because with our truth, we've often created boundaries. We've created the boxes that we've operated within. And this is a time of expansion. It's a time to really say, is my truth my truth? Is it really my truth? It may be important to me, but is it my truth? And I think this is a time for all of us to re-examine what we've declared our truth. And I'm I'm gonna now I'm yeah. gonna be the one telling everybody what their truth is, which it doesn't <laughs> but yeah. our, I think our truth, we have to look at the global collective issue of connection. That if our truth doesn't include connection, then there's a flaw in our truth. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say. Now, that doesn't yeah. mean I'm right, but that's where I've come to in my truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's what COVID is asking us to do. We thought, oh, I'm all connected. Oh, I go out to the bar on Friday or I go do this with friends or I go do that. Yes. No, I'm not doing that. And 
Now, what do I do to be connected to people? Yes. What is really creating my connections with others? And has the people I've connected with shifted? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think the connection, definitely COVID has brought up that I, that feeling of connection and how do we connect and what does it mean to connect to people during this time when we're being asked to be separate in so many ways. And, and also not even just finding unique ways to connect and with others, but with ourselves. What does it mean to be deeply connected within? Because the more that we can connect within to our own soul, our own essence, the more that it shows up in our external reality in the appropriate ways, whether that be in physical, you know, in, in the physical communities we live in or in other avenues, online, other long distance um, potentials. And, you know, I've talked to many clients, um, many friends who say that openings, there's been big openings that have occurred during this time. Um, to allow them to expand more in their work because they can connect more long distance mm -hmm. instead of just in the community. But when it does come to the shifting of us being back in our communities again and maybe being back in more of a physical contact when that's the right time for that, it will bring a deepening there. And I think that is what we're after is to notice that change in the connection of how we have been before. And it'll be because we've connected much more deeply inside ourselves. Now, when you speak of truth here too, I just want to add to that, that with truth comes authenticity. It comes knowing ourselves in another way that we have not known. And so I think when you say, you know, we're going to come into more of a, a, dif a different sense of our truth, or maybe our truth would change, it's because that authenticity, the realness, the genuineness of who we are as souls, we're going to come into a deeper level of awareness of that, many of us, beyond what we ever thought, you know, even those of us who've been light workers and way showers and have done our work, we're going to come into like, wow, there's like a whole new identity here. So with that, that's a huge thing that can bring a lot of change in how we interact in our world and with other people, connections, um, but that, that authenticity is what's going to also help us lead the way and, and bring change and anchor in this new light of this new time. So, um, I think there's a lot happening there and, and many people are going to be surprised about these profound insights that come in around authenticity and how we have even this greater level of awareness of who we really are as souls. Yeah. Going back to what you said earlier, I also think that if they're listening, that this mm -hmm. is one of the months when that will happen also for people mm -hmm. that some of that awareness or awareness of, they may not shift, but some right. of the awareness of those things about authenticity, I'm sure you're finding that in your connections with people, as you go out and do your work right now, because of the environment we're in, that there's almost um, a starvation for connection. Mm -hmm. People are really, allowing themselves to be more open, more ready, more connected in, in even the smallest of ways yep. just to have that connection. Yeah. And I really feel again, when you're speaking of this, that it is the connection within that matters the most. And when we get there, we get our truth, we get our authenticity, mm -hmm. we get a greater connection to our higher levels, which include mm -hmm. our higher self, other soul groups that are up in our divine, you know, all the way up in our divine um, energies 
to source, you know, God energy, God consciousness. So we connect to those highest levels of our being, those bigger groups that our soul is part of. And that ultimately is what we're after is, is for many of us maintaining that connection on a regular basis and embodying it, which is really what the time of ascension is all about. So I think all of this that we're speaking of here, it's leading up to allowing more and more people to link up with their higher levels and maintain more of a connection there that allows them to embody those divine energies and walk around as humans radiating this divine energy. I mean, that's what this time is really. That is what Ascension is. And, and the more, the more of us that do that allow the same, it helps bring transformation to the greater collective. So it allows it to happen. It helps the earth, but of course the earth is also helping us with this because she's role modeling her changes. So when we, when we connect on that deep level, we let go of control. We let go of fear because when we're ultimately in that state, we know that there really is nothing that could ever, you know, that should ever, we should be afraid of. They're really like fear is just an illusion. It's the illusion of that old humanity, that lower self kind of energy. So it, it's, you know, to talk about this, you know, we try to put it in linear form Um, We do the best we can with that, but to really grasp that deeper nonlinear message, you know, when we feel it into our hearts, that's what it's really about, you know, and um, I think that people who are creative can put this message into their own way, into their mediums, much easier than words sometimes can do. But this is, this is the best that I would, I would use to share it. No, that was excellent. So it's not, yeah, almost sound like you don't minimize it. You know, the interesting point is you said when we walk around as humans and what it made me think of is that when we were walking around before COVID, we were walking around as life forms, not necessarily being human. And I'm I'm saying this, this is my judgment. Right. We weren't interested in connection. In other words, instead of connecting with you on the street, I was busy about walking around you or past you because I'm headed over here and I'm thinking about this and it doesn't matter that there's this other life form there. But now it does seem to me, going back to what I said earlier, that people are more interested in the person. I mean, even the people, when I'm out on my walks, that we have to distance mm-hmm. ourselves from each other. We're acknowledging mm-hmm. each other. Whereas mm-hmm. before, there was mm-hmm. no acknowledgement. You know, yeah. you know, there were just two people going by. And so I, I, I like that part of it. I like the sense of, of, and that's why I said part of the truth, the fact of now we are more of a human life form using your words, because we are trying to connect with other human life forms. And that is part of our DNA. That's part Mm -hmm. of what's in us. Mm -hmm. It's not not a mind thing. It's not an introvert, extrovert thing. It's just about being human. We're part of the whole. Yep. And, you know, in that part of connecting deeper inside ourselves to our own essence comes a greater level of compassion and love for ourselves. You you talked about self-love, the number eight, loving ourselves. Mm -hmm. When we can do that and we can really see all of our shadow stuff, we can do the same for others, anyone in our world. There's no more judgment there. Right. That's true empathy. The empathy and compassion comes because you've talked often about compassion. But that's what it comes from, of acknowledging. Right. Yeah, I've been there or I've I've been been there there, or Or something similar I can relate to. And when we can really get a a level of mastery with that, 
we go out in our world and then we don't judge anyone who's different than us, who holds a different opinion, that divisiveness that we're seeing so starkly in our reality is, it will become less because more and more people are going to hold that level of compassion. Mm -hmm. And that's really the key to uniting beings. So, and you know, it's not just other humans, it's, it's animals, it's nature, it's, so many other beings that are out there that we're going to recognize, wow, we've forgotten about them. What about, what about the earth? What about the trees? What about the wild horses? How can mm-hmm. we recognize their value and their worth, which is self-love and be compassionate to what they're going through and what do we need to do to make that change? And then anything that's in the way of that, you know, all this shadow stuff that we're seeing out in our, our greater world, whether it be the politics or whatnot, we can look at them with compassion and say, okay, they're, they're doing what they feel is the best based on the life that they've lived. How can we hold compassion for them, which allows the container for transformation for their process as well? So there's no judgment on any being across the board, light or dark, or however you may view it. And, and again, this is a Solazar mm-hmm. judgment getting in there because I agree <laughs> with everything you said. Yeah. But I also think I noticed too that there's a side sometimes that we go to in our compassion. Yes. And and that side is we need to recognize lies and falsehoods for being lies and falsehoods. So different opinions are different opinions. That's different. We can allow that. Right. But we've got to recognize that there is a different place for when it's an absolute falsehood. That's Mm -hmm. not a different opinion. Mm -hmm. That's just not anything that's close to factually true. Right. We've got to be careful of that. I've noticed that. I've noticed that in several areas in my life where people are very confused about, I need to have compassion for different views. Right. But they're allowing things to sit there as if they're actual truth. When they're Mm -hmm. not actually true, they're actually false. And they've got to be ready to say, that's not so, here's why. Mm -hmm. And we've got to be careful in our connection with others. There's two things that I find that I do. One is I am willing to listen to anyone's opinion. If I realize that their opinion is full of a series of factually incorrect things and it's a conversation with us, then I'll just let it be. Because clearly that person is not in a place to receive. I can generally tell that. But if it's something where it was something that a bunch of us were going to decide on something and that's factually incorrect, then I'm going to speak up at that point in time to say, no, we can't move forward with that as a baseline of information. It's not correct. Mm -hmm. But I find more and more people are just backing away from any confrontation. And I understand why when most times we can individually back away. There's no reason to confront. I have a friend of mine who's, uh, unfortunately, he's going to pass in the next couple of months. He's got emphysema, cancer, fibrosis. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a rabid, 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 rabid conservative. Did I mention he's a rabid conservative? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rabid. He can talk to me about anything, and I just really won't respond at this point in time. Why? He needs to have whatever quality of life he wants. And if he thinks he's convincing me of something, I'm willing to give him that. You know, I don't need to convince him. But if he were doing well and we were in a room of 10 people, I would probably speak up about some of the things because I don't want other people 
to catch that information and say that's true and move on. Well, that's an interesting piece. And there's a lot of that going on. I think there's a discernment in there. Well, for, first of all, also recognizing that any, everyone is able to discern for themselves the truth, themselves the truth. So we don't have to do it for other people. Um, I think it comes to, you, you, can, you might want to say, where's your calling? Where's your passion? And if your calling and passion is to expose a truth that really needs to be seen in the world that could have great um, potential to bring change, then follow that. Yes, get out there, do your, do your talks, do your spe- speeches, write, however it is that you get that out in the world for people who are protesting or doing their thing or whatever it is, um, that would be appropriate. But if it's not your calling to do that, and maybe your calling instead is to show the way to the light, maybe your calling is to show people how to find their own truth or to bring about a new way of being, a new structure, perhaps, new, um, these new 5D creations that we're all in, in, the, in support of, or maybe supporting people in doing their own new 5D creations, then that is where your energy and attention should be instead of trying to say, oh, I've got to make sure that everyone knows the truth and you know, getting on that kind of boat. I would say use discernment with that. Well, I agree with that. Here's a distinction of what I believe you were saying and what I was trying to say is that Mm -hmm. if I'm in a situation Mm -hmm. where I know something is completely false Mm -hmm. and it's being put out there as information for other people, not in a Mm -hmm. conversation with me, but for other people, I I feel the need to speak up because that is bringing the light out. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking argue. Right. I'm not talking debate. I could say, I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. Or the way I right. see it is this and this. I'm just bringing that information mm-hmm. out. That's mm-hmm. bringing the light out. But if I passively sit there, it's not that my job is to bring the truth out. But if I passively sit there, I'm not bringing the light out. Mm-hmm. I'm letting the dark exist. That's how yeah. I look at it. And I think that's where many, many people have, and, and you don't have to uh, agree with, my position on this. It's just, that's where I think many people have backed away and said, well, I, I'm just going to sit there and smile and send love from my heart. Well, oh, that, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't change what intellectually this other person walked away with. Right. That may be the dark and not the light. That's all I meant by that. Absolutely. No, I understand that and agree with that. I think we knew we do need to bring the light, but we can be we can choose to do that in different ways. Yes. And it may be about speaking out. It may not be. It could be about just bringing your energy into a group. And because your energy is such in a different wavelength, it makes a big difference to all those beings that are part of that group. Mm -hmm. It could be leading by example. It could be about sharing something in your own life that you're doing that is very different than what's happening in that group or setting or whatever may be being expressed that you view as being false. We have to recognize that people are at different levels of awareness. So different levels of awareness are going to bring different truths to different people. And we, we can't, we, we, um, we acknowledge that um, what may be true for one person is not true for another. So it, it can get very um, complex, this, this issue. Sure, let me, let me be more simple about this. I'll give you an example. For yeah. instance, if you go into the supermarket and it says masks are required and somebody doesn't have a mask, I don't feel it's my job to point that out. Right. It's not my job. Mm-hmm. You know, there are other people who do have that role to do. This other person is making a choice rightly or wrongly, and I'm making a choice rightly or wrongly. 
So I don't feel I have to point things like that out to people. So I was really only no. talking in those types of encounters that I'm directly a part of. But I don't seek encounters to be a part of because I think I have the right answer. I also think that's us bringing a form of darkness to the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's restricting mm-hmm. their understanding and our understanding. My role is not to be your traffic cop. Right, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's really what I was saying too. Yes, I think Basically so. the same thing, but there is a discernment there. And I think people are figuring it out. You know, that's where do they right. fall? How do we do this? Um, and the biggest thing that I've, I've really received from my own guides, from the Pleiadians on this journey that we're on, even before COVID happened, even before all, a lot of this drastic change was really focus on our own selves first, focus yes. on our own transformation, really being able to see our own truth. A lot of people feel, I want to get out there and change the world. And I need everyone to see the world this way. And then if we did this, everything would be different. Well, you know what? It starts with us individually. And yeah. the more that we push to other people to change, the more we push them away. Right. Turn that energy, use that energy, I should say, for yourself in your own transformation and your own awareness, your own truths, taking right action in yourself. And as, as you do that for you, then you'll inspire others to do the same. And they may do it, they may not do it. It's not something we have control over, but we know that we are, we're showing the way that really is feminine leadership, which is what this time is all about. It's not a dictatorship. It's not saying this is one way or the highway. You know, we've all got to get on this board or this track. Instead, it's saying, I'm, I'm going to show the way because I'm doing it for me. And really being focused there, and that helps others do the same. That's the only way I feel we can really truly inspire another rather than, you know, forcing things down people's throats. <laughs> or, you know. I would right. change one thing you said, though. I, I don't think it is feminine leadership. I think it's just leadership. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think on the masculine side, they've misunderstood, like you said, what leadership yeah. is. But I. But it is more of a feminine energy. I agree. Yeah, masculine leadership is more directive. Yeah, and this is more by example. And there can be both. Both is needed in our world. So I'm not. I'm not saying that we don't have to. We we don't want to have masculine leadership either. But no, I'm just saying there is no. For me, there's no masculine or feminine leadership. There's either Mm -hmm. leadership or there isn't. That's all I'm saying. It's just a little nuance on what you were sharing. But I agree with what you said and how you expressed Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I understand what you mean by the different energy of the feminine leadership that you're saying. Cool. But that's interesting. Yeah. So one of the things I want to mention, of course, I've got the backdrop that's a little bit of your book, For the Love of Forces, for those who want to explore it or find out more about your healing journey and your connection with horses and development into animal connection and communication. I think it's an important point at this time to just say that Part of what we're going through, with especially with Jupiter being uh, retrograde, it's about discarding our limiting beliefs, which we've talked about, but we didn't actually say specifically like that. Mm -hmm. Take those beliefs away. And one of our limiting beliefs is that we're alone in this world when we're not. But you point out in the book, we're connected to animals. We're connected to nature. Those are things you specifically work with with yourself and clients. And I think it's important for us to see the holistic sense of who we are in the whole as we go forward. Yes. But you have done some uh, 
workshops here in the last couple of months. Do you have any coming up that you'd like to let people know about? Or well, right now I'm in, I'm in the process of revamping a lot of my work as well. So I'm, I'm kind of reconfiguring. I don't have anything other than I think the quarterly preview is coming up in September. So I'm going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that I think you have the dates for that. Solazar coming up at the end of September, which, you know, we'll talk about what the energies and what they represent um, as for the next quarter, which would take us, I think, into the end of 2020. So we'll be doing that. Um, But right now I'm, because we are limited in our physical contact with people, I'm in the midst of deciding whether or not I want to do, um, I did a whale gathering over the summer and that was really fun um, to talk connect with the whale energies, bring through channeled information from them at their higher consciousness level to help and guide people during this time. And I may offer um, a whale gathering virtually. So I'm in the midst of trying to, you know, work those details out, but everything that I'm going to be doing will be coming out soon, either in my newsletter for those who are already on my newsletter or want to join my newsletter. You can click on my writings tab on my website. Um, I think it's showing up there on the screen um, and join there to hear about my upcoming events. And um, yeah, most of it's coming out in the newsletter I was going to say something about where it was coming out. I don't know why I can't. I lost my train of thought on that one. <laughs> that's, I'll blame it on the energies. That's right. Um, that's right. But it's on my website and it's on my newsletter. So yeah. it'll come out in my newsletter. Yeah. So. And the quarterly preview, actually, you put me on the spot there too. It's yeah. 26th or 27th of September. It's the last Friday in September. And right. obviously Heather's a big part of that. And we also have Joyce Day Muse and uh, Carolani and Liliana Bethany. Mm-hmm who are part of that. And that will be online as people can obviously anticipate. So that will be online. But so it'd be interesting doing a a well event online as well. Maybe. Yeah. I'd love to do it in person again, but we'll just, we'll have to see how things flow with the COVID restrictions and what changes here in Monterey County. If it's possible, I'll, I'll do it again in person, but I may do it virtually. We'll see. Or there may be a completely new class. I'm kind of in the midst of trying to, I want to offer something different. So um, I'm kind of brainstorming some new ideas. And this time that we're in at the end of August, it's a little bit of a lull. It's kind of like we're being transitioned to make our way into the new energy of the fall. And so a lot of people are feeling like they need time to just sit and reflect on what is coming next and what is the new new beginnings for their work, new beginnings for their offerings, however they want to express themselves. So that's partly what I'm doing as far as what I'm waiting on with my events right now. So I want to remind folks too, which is showing on the screen, but Heather's website is tealhealing.com. Please go to it, sign up for her newsletter, sign up for her stuff. Mm -hmm. You can also find out about her book there, which is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble for the love of horses. And there was yeah. something else I was going to mention, and it's left me. So I know. I'm, that's. I'm, <laughs> let me just say, that's the energies right now. It's really easy to go in and out. So I'm yeah. sorry, do I know you and why are we talking? <laughs> why are we talking? <laughs> yeah, and it's also why we need to focus on grounding more and more these days. But even if we are grounded, it happens. Um, we're being really guided to sit more in our hearts. So what comes into our minds can just be in and out right now with all these and energies around us shifting and changing. So are there any final thoughts you'd like to leave everyone with or any final recommendations you'd like to share with the listeners? Just be 
extra gentle with yourselves during this time. You know, like I said, it's, it's in the beginning, big energies, big shifts happening for us personally and collectively. And even if we don't recognize it, even if we say, well, yeah, I kind of feel like I feel on a day-to-day basis. I feel, you know, the energy, but I'm not seeing anything change. That doesn't mean it's not happening for you. That doesn't mean that, that, the you're not releasing that you're not emptying out and that that the change isn't slowly occurring in the greater world at large so recognize it is happening and allow yourself what you know allow yourself the space you need for the healing and transformation to occur be really tender and caring that isn't an expression of self-love which again is part of the topic that solazar and i wanted to talk about today that you know really take good care rest not only physically, but emotionally and mentally too. And as much as we want to have the compassion and love for others, start with having it for yourself. So giving yourself what you need. And particularly as you make your way through the end of this month, because this is a big month for releasing, purifying. So really give yourself that extra time. Well, thank you, Heather. That's been a real pleasure. Thank you for taking the time today to just sit and have a, kind of a random chat just to let everybody know it was very non-guided. It was just, yes. here's a series of ideas. Let's talk. Right. Uh, and, Natural uh, conversations. That's how we like to, to flow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was really, I, I truly enjoyed it very well. I'm going to go ahead and close up if you'd like to hang on for a minute, but let okay. me just get I the- will. As we close, I want to once again, thank Heather Green for her time with us today, sharing her wisdom and knowledge I find there's always so much I can learn when I have a conversation with Heather, and I'm very grateful that she's here to share with us. I want to remind you how we started the show as well. Master your fears. Shine your light and feel protected. Know that if you're putting your true self out there, or even as Heather spoke about, your authenticity out there, you're doing the right thing. Do it in a loving way, doing it in a kind way, do it in a heart-centric way. And know to shine your light and feel protected. As we close, I want to once again share the anonymous poem from Empower Astrology. In the midst of hate, I found there was within me an invincible love. In the midst of tears, I found there was within me an invincible smile. In the midst of chaos, I found there was within me an invincible calm. I realized through it all that in the midst of winter, I found there was within me an invincible summer. No matter how hard the world pushes against you, within you, there's something stronger, something better pushing right back. Whatever you give, do so from your heart. Choose to express loving kindness in all situations. Don't be a victim. You have a choice. We'll talk again very soon on Good Vibrations Radio. The schedule's being developed. I want to thank you once again for joining us. And remember, until next time, turn the lead in your life into gold. Thank you for listening. Many blessings. Namaste. Gotta keep those love and good vibrations ahead, man.